Welcome to Work Experience Podcast. Hey everyone, my name is Braden French. I'm the host of Work Experience Podcast. And regular listeners might notice that that was a new intro track. Now, very controversial changing the intro track halfway through a season. But I'm really excited because after a few weeks of invitation and what others might call bullying, our mate Jonty Cornford finally came good on his offer and sent through a brand new opening track custom made for this podcast, which really sort of projects us into the next stratosphere of podcasts with our own intro track. We're no longer reliant on YouTube uh, for free sort of demo music, but we are, we've made it, friends. So thank you to Jonty. Uh, keep up the good work, mate. Uh, and friends, this isn't really an open invitation to just send us tracks because we want some continuity. However, we will play them. You know, you've got if you've got an MP3 file that you can make using, you know, your keyboard and your garage band, then we want to hear it. Now, big show today. Uh, straight off the bat, last week I let I let you know that we'll be speaking with Claire Dorr, a minister out at Manningham in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne. That's not going to happen. Not because uh, we haven't chatted to Claire, or that it's not very good. In fact, it's so good it's worth the wait. But a few things have happened, and you know, in the spirit of keeping this podcast under three hours long, or releasing it in a, as a series, we politely punted Claire to next week. Alan, Alan, who is that? Sorry, friends. Alan here is our audio engineer. That's Trevor. Okay, and and who is Trevor? Your mate. Yeah, great. Thanks. Alan, a few weeks ago, friends, uh, Alan thought it was okay to bring his dad to work, and that was cute, but, um, mate, we're not the pub. You can't just bring your buddies in. We're a professional. Oh, gee. All right. Anyway, well, welcome, Trevor. No, you, no, don't, no, stop, put it down. Thank you. Oh, moving right along. We've had a lot of correspondence this week, friends, and we're going to sort of sprinkle that throughout the episode. But the first one came in from Robin, who, who just gave us a shout-out, said, still listening. Appreciate that, Robin. She did also ask about whether we were ever going to follow up on podcast recommendations. Excellent question, Robin. And whilst that may have fallen into that bucket of things we said we would do but never got around to it, I'm glad to say that today I've got two podcast recommendations for you. The first one is an absolute favourite of mine. It is called New Time Religion with Andrew Root. Now, I'm not sure if I've plugged this before, but uh, Andy Root teams up with one of his buddies and they discuss some of the issues and opportunities and questions arising out of Andrew's recent work around uh, religion in the secular age. They do a great episode about Bill Murray. uh, And there's only five or six episodes out there available uh, wherever you find this podcast, New Time Religion with Andrew Root. And he is coming to Australia, uh, Brisbane, Perth, Melbourne, Sydney, and the dates should be live probably three or four weeks ago, let's be honest. However, 
we promise to get them to you as soon as we have them. Now, the other podcast I want to let you know about is called Dexter Guff is Smarter Than You. And now this, I've only just stumbled on this a few weeks ago. And don't cheat. You have to go back to the original uh, part. So uh, it started in 2017, a neat 10-episode series. And friends, it's hilarious. Think uh, Dexter Guff is a consultant. He's a futurist. He's a thought leader. In the church world, I guess you'd call him like a church strategy consultant. Not that we have those and not that they're as uh, silly as Dexter, but Dexter goes on a journey about trying to inspire people and trying to help us be our best selves. Uh, 25-minute episodes uh, start right at the beginning uh, and then you can go the journey. Dexter Guff is smarter than you. Hilarious. And I think the real secret to why this podcast is so good is that Dexter hits the jokes that I'm aspiring to do. His timing is better, his production is better, and he's everything I wish I could be doing via this podcast, albeit a different target audience. But if you want to get a sense of the comedy I'm trying to deliver here, go over to Dexter Guff, listen to that as sort of the warm-up to any episode I'm doing, and just continue to laugh and assume that I'm nailing these jokes and the timing is perfect. And, you know, it'll improve your experience. And Robin, thank you for getting in touch. Uh, lovely to hear from you. We love hearing from our audience. And we even endeavor to get back to people uh, via a shout out on this podcast or even by returning the emails, which you can send to workexperiencepodcast at gmail.com. Since we last chatted, I had the privilege of attending the Good Summit here in Melbourne, and I did promise to bring you some of the highlights and responses and some interviews from the Good Summit. Friends, I forgot. I just I just forgot to record anything. But uh, for your listening pleasure, I am going to share some of my reflections. I know I've been talking a lot this episode, uh, but, you know, my name's in the title, I guess you expect that. Some of you might even enjoy that. Uh, but I was at the Good Summit, a one-day conference for people from all different sectors and industries, exploring how we might work together for the good of all humanity. And some things were just amazing. I, a few things that resonated with me uh, in a conversation around the potential of exponential technologies to solve humanity's greatest problems. One of the young guys uh, who's, you know, worked all over the world, his name is Bucky Byer, so you know he's American. Uh, He said that the problem is that a lot of entrepreneurs and young adults are solving problems that just don't matter. And uh, Amma, who was also on that panel, he brought up this idea that there's a bunch of people working on a company that is basically Uber coffee using drones. So you can order a coffee and a drone will deliver it to you. Now, it sounds amazing, but really, who cares? Like the millions of dollars into research and development and then the promotion and the delivery of that business, it'll go gangbusters. Everyone will use it until someone either has a coffee dropped on them or has a finger chopped off from a drone propeller. Uh, Hopefully, they've done their risk assessment. But really, no one cares. It's solving a problem that doesn't matter. 
And there's millions, there's heaps of examples of these sort of startups tackling uh, problems that just don't matter. And imagine if we channeled the intellect, the cash, the time, the energy into problems that do matter. So that sort of resonated with me. Uh, I got to meet the author of uh, the book Gospel in Star Wars. Turns out he only works a couple of hundred meters away from me. And, you know, we might have to get him on. John McDowell is his name. He's an Irish guy. We might have to get him on, maybe in line with one of the late, one of the upcoming uh, episodes. He doesn't really like uh, Star Wars since Disney took over. Uh, so we might have to sort of focus on some of the original canon, I think nerds call that. But um, great to hear him and some, you know, some fresh content. Uh, the Orca Project, our, my friend Al Cox came down from Queensland to talk about the Orca Project. And I continue to be inspired. Al saw a need, mobilized the church to respond and provide after-school training for young people with disabilities to enter meaningful employment. And I was so captivated and, and reminded of the good that our church is capable of. Uh, I'm up in Queensland in September. I'm going to try and spend a few days at the Orca Project. We've just got to um, check uh, you know, the red tape and, and fill out some forms. And we will definitely uh, bring you a, a special episode from the Orca Project, uh, capturing and celebrating the story of what's going up there in Brisbane. The final thing that I wanted to share with you is something I've been thinking about for a little while now. It's a concept called demonetization. I didn't know that's what it's called, but that's what I learned at the Good Summit. And in a sense, I want to share with you a few things that have happened over the last 10 years. Amazon.com has greatly reduced the need for bookstores. Skype has reduced the need for long-distance phone calls. Uber, we know the impact Uber's had on taxi fleets. Airbnb has had the similar impact on hotel chains. Uh, Craigslist or eBay or in Australia, we'd probably even use Gumtree. I mean, Google has re replaced a lot of the work that local libraries are doing. What does it say to the church? What does it say to us as an institution, as a movement that is still convinced that having suburban gathering places, physical locations, is our best way of moving forward. We cannot be naive to these changes in wider society. I think there's an opportunity there to explore, with prayerful consideration, how we might demonetize and decentralize the church while still honoring our tradition. I'm pretty sure Jesus wasn't massive on the temple as sort of the location for the people of God. And I think we've lost sight of that. And we are being chained. We are being held back by our need to maintain properties, by our need to renovate and attract people to our buildings, rather than exploring how we might do this differently. So that was the Good Summit. It was good. We look forward to uh, what happens next year. Now, the big thing that happened this week... Instagram got rid of likes in about a dozen countries as a trial. And I was so excited uh, that this happened because this podcast has a Instagram consultant. You might remember her, uh, Beck. We first touched base about a year ago, episode nine, I think it was. And we had a chat with Beck, and I'm really excited to play that track for you now. Alan. Yeah, converted the file to to a PowerPoint. No, we needed audio. Oh man! Oh, what? 
Trevor's got some ideas. Oh, this would be good. All right, well, Alan, you fix the file. Trevor, come on here. Pick up the microphone. No, turn it around. Trevor, what do you think about Instagram removing the likes feature on their platform? I'll be honest, I get what they're trying to do, but this goes too far because likes are a fundamental part of Instagram. You can't change the hearts of a platform. Getting rid of likes on Instagram would be like if Twitter got rid of all the white supremacists, huh? Then what would be left? Just six dudes telling you to check out their SoundCloud. Yeah, that's a fair point, Trevor, but they're saying it's for better mental health for users. And I know they say it's for better mental health and photos shouldn't be about getting likes. To that I say bullshit. Social media is about getting likes. If you just want to see pictures, go to your grandmother's house, look at a photo album, show you all her dead friends. And this was Mary. Well, thanks, Trevor. I personally uh, think it's a great move. I'm glad that they've seen the danger that it causes uh, when people are obsessed with getting likes. I don't mind who likes my photos. Yes, because you don't get likes. All right, you know what, Trevor? Get out, get out, put the microphone down. Alan, Alan, have you sorted out the file with Beck yet? Oh, you have? Great. Yeah, we'll talk about Trevor later. Well, the lawyers will probably. Uh, Alan, press play. Beck, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much. It is good to be back. Now, you are our uh, Instagram correspondent. I like that. I so like when that things go down <laughs> on Instagram, uh, you're the trusted voice for Working Experience Podcast. Oh, thank I thought you were saying like when things go down on Instagram, it's my fault. Like if well, Instagram goes down. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out by the end of this yeah, conversation. <laughs> Now, did you know, uh, it was actually August 15 that you first appeared on this podcast. So it's nearly been a year. Oh, I was actually trying to work it out before. Well, we went through the archives. I asked Alan and August 15, episode (laughs) nine, you were on. And this is like episode 53, I think. Wow. Yeah. And of course, you've listened to all of them. Um. Yes. Not all 52 quite. <laughs> um, <laughs> you didn't even listen to the ones you were on. so I did. I did. I went the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, look, we're glad to have you. Listening to the podcast is not a requirement for being on the podcast. We've established that. Uh-huh. Um, so last week, Beck, Instagram yes. changed. It did, yeah. What happened? Well, basically... This is, at the moment, they're saying that it's just a test. Um, So just for some countries. But the premise of it was that they removed the ability to see how many likes other people's photos got. So they let you see your own. So if you want to see how many likes one of your photos got, you can click on others and then it will show you how many likes you got. But essentially you can't see the number of likes that any other account has. Okay. so you can, you can click on um, a bit and it can show you who liked it, but unless you were bothered enough to physically count how many people would like someone's photos, yeah, you can't see the number of likes that someone else's photo has. Okay. And, and what, what's, what's your reaction before we jump into the, the bigger reaction? What, what, what do you reckon? Well, my initial reaction was I was very confused, to be honest. Um, because personally, I, I mean, I always try to think, oh, likes don't matter, don't worry about that kind of stuff. But if I'm honest with myself, it, it does matter to me. Um, not, a, not a huge deal, but 
it kind of always was on my mind. If I posted a photo, I'd be like, oh, why didn't this get as many likes as another photo or something like that. So likes has just always been a part of Instagram. And when they removed the feature, I was confused as to what their motivation behind it was. Um, I know that, you know, it, it would make it easier, like posting things without having to worry about it how many likes your photo gets. But at the same time, I thought, well, if it's a, if it's an individual kind of thing, like if you're wondering yourself why your photo didn't get as many likes, you can still see the amount of likes that you have. So you've just got to scroll down. Yeah. Like, okay. well, like, or in my case, you don't have to scroll at all, <laughs> but I imagine for a lot of people's, there's some scrolling to do. And well, counting. You can still see the same, the number of your oh, okay. own likes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So if I wanted to see how many, likes my photo got, I could still know and I could still compare it to my other photos if I, if that's what I was going to do. So that's kind of why I was confused because if they're going to get rid of it, I mean, they would never get rid of it altogether because I feel like that kind of defeats the purpose of even being able to like a photo. Um, but yeah, I mean, I see definitely how it will help. I'm, I'm a bit of a skeptic about it to be honest, cause I'm not sure if people actually will post more because of the likes being gone. I mean, people say that they will, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sceptical about it, but at the same time, I see how it is going to benefit people because I know that a lot of people are self-conscious about it and actually don't post on Instagram because they are so, like, so cautious of the fact that people are going to judge how many likes they have or that sort of thing. So I see how it is beneficial and... Um, how people might feel better about posting on Instagram about it. But at the same time, I'm like, well, th- okay, this is something I read that kind of influenced my opinion a bit. And it said that by Instagram removing the feature of likes, they're admitting that likes were an issue in the first place. Um, like, cause you're supposed to, well, not supposed to, but you know, you don't want to make a huge big deal out of it, but because Instagram has gone and removed it, they are making a huge big deal about it. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know I should, I haven't got a fully formed opinion, um, which is why I wanted to know what so many people thought about it because I thought that might help me form my own opinion. Um, but yeah, I'm a bit of a skeptic about it. If I'm honest. All right. Now yeah. I've, I've got, a, I've got a few thoughts. Um, last time you're on, yeah. uh, well on the Instagram chat, you, you, opened so many eyes, or I, I guess at least ears, to this whole process that particularly young women, but we know it's not exclusively um, just young women, uh, are going into curating Instagram posts, the whole multiple, uh, multiple images, testing mm. it with friends, posting, and if it doesn't get certain amounts, you'll delete it and repost at a different time and, and all that sort of stuff. And we got a lot of feedback on that. Do you think that will continue... Uh, even though the likes isn't as public or do you think that might change now? I think, well, the thing that you just raised then about how um, people will post the photo and if it doesn't get enough likes, they'll delete it. I think that, I don't think that'll happen anymore because, you know, the reason that, yeah, exactly. No one knows. And if people can't see that your photo didn't get as many likes, then I feel like people won't feel like the number is being judged. Yeah. Um, but I still think 
so yeah, in that aspect, um, people actually removing a photo because it didn't get enough likes. I think that's quite unhealthy. So I think that's good in the sense that that will no longer happen, hopefully. Um, but I still think the, you know, wanting to get a good photo and the whole taking multiple photos. Um, I mean, I'm still going to feel like the photos. I don't know. There's always this feeling that people are going to, they're still going to think whatever they want to think about your photo, whether they can see how many likes you have or not. Yep. So I'm not necessarily going to want to post something that I don't feel confident posting just because no one can see how many likes it gets. Cause I'm still going to know how I feel about that photo. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. No, it does. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the idea of just every hour or so in the comments, updating people with how many people have liked your post? (laughs) You know what's sad? I think something, I think kids, well, not maybe not even just kids. I think people are going to do that. Um, someone might comment like how many likes have you got and then yeah like i still feel like there's going to be ways to to know i'm waiting for like the the app that comes out that like adds on to it you know like instagram plus or whatever that yeah oh we're putting it back we'll see i guess once america once it affects america we'll see because they're not one of the countries on this trial so i wonder why they did that Maybe because we've got less people in Australia. Yeah, they they yeah. think we just ride around on kangaroos. Don't you, American <laughs> listeners? Um, okay, now uh, we need to shout out to my friend Howie, who you know as well. I do. Howie quit an Instagram over this. Um, really? Uh, now, Howie's a grumpy middle old man, middle aged <laughs> man, but uh, he said that uh, took away. That's what Instagram was about. Uh, it was a if it's a trial, he should have been able to opt out, and he quit. Mm. Um, tantrum both his followers were devastated by that news um but again it taps into this thing that we're not paying for instagram so it's a it's a free thing so to to whinge about something that we're using for free i think is is interesting um but i wanted to ask you this after you suggested we have this chat you put in your story a question and asked your legion of followers for some for their thoughts we went uh, to the people themselves what did you hear what did you hear on um from that okay well i got uh as i said before i was kind of uncertain about how i felt so that's why i wanted to know what other people were thinking and see if you know they had some good insight into things um so quite a mixed bag a lot of people were saying they love it like i love it i love it um a few of the younger, a few of my followers who are like in their teens, they were saying they hated it. Some didn't give a reason why. They just said it's horrible. It's horrible. Um, okay. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> um, I'll read some. Sorry, I'm just. That's fine. Um, okay. A lot of people were commenting on how it's going to affect influencers, so people who make money off Instagram. Uh, so some people were saying, uh, like, personally, I'm 50-50. I think it's funny, but for influencers, um, they're so invested in likes. Uh, someone said, in all seriousness, this is going to make it very hard for artists to promote their stuff. Yep. Someone said, I think it's good for social welfare, but bad for businesses and brands. Either way, it's interesting. Okay. Um, oh, this one, This one, I actually... 
found very interesting. Uh, they said, I think seeing likes is more about recognition rather than how cool or popular you are. So I found that interesting because likes, yeah, they don't necessarily indicate that you're cool. Or it's more about people recognizing the fact that they appreciate your photo or especially for artists or people who are trying to get their work out there on Instagram, not, not necessarily just influencers, but um, people just trying to showcase some of their work. Likes can actually help determine, you know, what people out there think of your work. I don't know. Mm. Some people likes might be meaningless to like, you know, how people just mindlessly like things, but that's another, another wormhole. Um, but then there were a few answers like big, like everyone, including myself cares too much about likes these days. Uh, someone said it's amazing for mental health, especially for young people. Um, but then again, might impact businesses and influences. Someone said much better. Who cares how many likes it gets? It's the content that matters anyways, which I think a lot of people were kind of saying it's not about how many likes your post is getting. It shouldn't matter what other people are thinking of your likes. It's, about the photo itself and I think personally I think it's about how you how you feel about the photo so if you feel good about posting a photo you should be able to post it and then I guess the fact that there's no likes you don't have to worry about what people think about it all you know all that matters is that you feel good posting that photo and yeah but at the Excellent. end of the day, you can still still see how many likes you get. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, before you go to bed, you just click and count and and you know <laughs> either have nightmares or sleep soundly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Beck, this has been super helpful. Um, as as the Instagram correspondent, you, you've you've done your job <laughs> well. But I did want to um, just check in into the broader social media world that you are across, right? Um, because so young people were on Facebook, then their parents joined Facebook and they left. <laughs> yeah. Young people are on Instagram, but more and more people and businesses are getting on Instagram. Do you mm. think we're about to see the, uh, like a generational exodus from Instagram? And if so, are they going to end up on LinkedIn? <laughs> well, I was thinking the other day, I, I'm just waiting for the next kind of Instagram Facebook kind of thing to come out because yep. I mean, how much longer can, well, I mean, Instagram's kind of, I thought reached its peak and now it's gotten rid of likes and everyone's so confused. People love it. People hate it. So like what's, yeah, well, you're right. What's yep. going to happen next. But in terms of moving to LinkedIn, I highly doubt it. Okay. Well, and we can rule out Twitter because as Molk has told us on this podcast, it's full of old people. Do you think Vine might make a comeback? Vine? I, well, the one at the moment is TikTok. TikTok. All the, all the kids are on TikTok. Yeah, 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 yeah. TikTok. Um, well, there you go, friends. A hot scoop, get on TikTok <laughs> and be cool like your kids. Yeah, um, I'm not on TikTok. I'm not that cool. Okay, or else you could shamelessly promote it. That'd be fine. We'd welcome <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> uh, Beck, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast and uh, keeping us abreast of all the uh, developments on the Instagram. Thank you. And if I didn't, couldn't provide a my clear opinion at least kind of raises some thoughts and opinions in the conversation that is happening regarding the topic. Thank you as always. Thank you so much.
Thanks again to our correspondent on all things Instagram, uh, Beck. Now, I feel I need to uh, share with you that about two hours after we recorded the interview, Beck uh, sent me a message uh, to the Work Experience uh, Facebook page saying that I feel like I should have said something along the lines of, but whatever the reason behind Instagram doing it, as long as it has a positive effect on people, then I support it. And she was worried that she sounded too cynical. Ha ha ha. And then about an hour after that message, so clearly she is uh, considering this, reflecting upon this. It's now into the small hours of the morning. And can I just say the Work Experience Podcast Studio was closed. It was nap time. But she went on and that actually getting rid of an objective measurement that we use to compare ourselves to others, which is a huge positive. And she cannot believe she didn't think about that. Look, Beck, that's fine. We agree. We appreciate that. The stress of being interviewed, the stress of being the authoritative voice, our Instagram correspondent, uh, we we get it. We get it. So uh, thank you to Beck uh, for sharing that with us. Uh, how have you responded uh, to the changes in Instagram? You can let us know. Were you even aware what Instagram was? Uh, it's where the youth are at. But it, what I really enjoyed, Beck's uh, reflection that even uh, she's even been wondering what's next, as in like Instagram has a shelf life. Where do we head to next? Uh, so that was great. And it does remind me of the other piece of correspondence we got this week. I told you it's been a busy week. Now, uh, this came in from one of our longtime listeners, Tristan Carruthers. And Tristan uh, sent in a note to the host privately. That is always welcome. Uh, you can reach out to the host or any of the production staff here, uh, any of the guys uh, in the back room there, and it'll get through as correspondence. Uh, you can even just mention uh, the podcast while we're having coffee, and that counts as correspondence. But Tristan was saying um, that he struggles with this idea that wisdom only comes with experience, that only comes with age. And, and his experiences as a teacher... Uh, we haven't told you his surname or where he is, so I think we're fine with that. And his experience as an up-and-coming younger teacher and being uh, told that he doesn't have the experience necessary and that, that his uh, youthfulness was often dismissed as simply enthusiasm or dreaming and that didn't uh, have the same weight as experience. But now that he is uh, older, he's not that old, but... Uh, he reflects that he might have been young and arrogant. And so it's this fine balance that Tristan picks up here about how do we measure uh, experience and wisdom? How do we uh, hear voices of different uh, ages and different uh, perspectives on issues? No doubt it's a problem in churches as well. How do we raise voices of all ages equally? How do we remove um, any bias? Like I often ask the question, why do we uh, place extra weight on the voices of people who got us to this situation and believe that they'll be able to get us out of this situation? I, I mean, I think that's a blind spot for us. Uh, but how do we promote the inclusion of the youth when their lack of experience and wisdom can cause friction, can 
uh, lead to negative experiences both for them and for those who feel challenged or disrespected uh, by bringing in um, extra perspectives. Tristan, thank you so much, mate. Uh, it has been really great. Have a lie down, mate. That's a massive thinking. And uh, you only work nine till three, five days a week, 40 hours a year, 40 weeks a year. So, um, you know, take it lie down. Um, maybe get some RFF uh, for this afternoon. But thank you for getting in touch with us. We love hearing from the listeners. Now, that's about the end of the episode before I have to rush off to what will probably be a very long post-production meeting. But I wanted to let you know a few things. Uh, next week, I will be in Auckland uh, for the International Association of the Study of Youth Ministry Oceania Conference. I'm presenting a paper, and it's got a really fancy title. It's called Mapping the Biblical Hermeneutics of Migrant Adolescents Within the Uniting Church. I'm presenting it, uh, my peers at the conference will tear it apart and rebuild it and tell me what I need to do more of, and we will bring you um, some reflections from that. It's the first international uh, conference that I'm going to and presenting at, so I'm kind of excited. I've also never been to New Zealand, uh, so any of your listeners on that side of the ditch, uh, I'm coming. Watch out. Uh, look forward to uh, chatting and I can't wait, really. There's so much content, so many great ideas and presenters, um, academics, practitioners, theologians, and just people having a punt. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. We might try and uh, bring you a few uh, Vox Pops, a few uh, you know, quick chats with some of the people there, although I, I've said that I do that at a number of events, and we know how that's gone, but uh, we will see. Of course, next week's episode, uh, Reverend Claire Dore will... Uh, be on. She's the first episode I've ever had to pay someone to be on the podcast. So you know it's going to be a high caliber. And also uh, next week, I've got a really interesting book in the library. It's actually a review of a PhD thesis. And the reason I'm cheating is because these days to buy a PhD thesis in some parts can cost over $200. And uh, that was certainly true uh, for this thesis on the relationship between young people and the church since 1900, the last 120 odd years. And I think it's really interesting in some of the uh, reflections and recommendations uh, that are captured in this review of the PhD. That is what we're going to read in the library. I cannot wait. We will endeavor to drop it on Wednesday. Apologies to those who sort of build their week around this podcast. Uh, it's now Thursday. We're out a day late. I hope that didn't muck up your day. Of course, we are now releasing on the same day as my friends Andy and Hamish. Uh, hopefully, your days are big enough to fit in both podcasts. Next week, we'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, chat with Claire. Uh, review in the library. Who knows what else? The only way to make sure that you do not miss an episode is to hit subscribe, to connect via our Facebook page, and get in touch. Let us know your thoughts. What would you like to hear on the podcast? Even just throw us a bone, you know? A word of encouragement. That would be great. Friends, well done. You have completed work experience for another week. Yes, Alan, I really do think people knew that was Trevor Noah.
And yes, I really do hope that we don't get busted for copyright.